Good morning. First of all, you mentioned last week uh, the button on the terroriststream.org is working for the USB. So you can press it over there. It is working, Southern. Let me check. Seems to be. It's terroriststream.org. T O R E H S T R E A M dot O R G. And it has come out of the Shirim to date. Uh, we're going to begin again. Perichaf pasuk aleph. Malachim beis perichaf pasuk aleph. As I mentioned last week, this next parak is ashkafically very central and important to try to figure out what transpired here, what the Havmina is, what the Maskana is. And the placement chronologically, as we mentioned, three days before the downfall of Sanchayrov, Cheskio was very, very ill. And besides everything else that was going on, the city seemingly, on paper, was about to fall. And he had people within his own cabinet and within his inner circle who didn't really fully grasp that there was Yeshua coming, even though they had the Nevoah. Unless they draw in a self-depreciating way, they probably felt they weren't worthy. Whatever the case may be, on top of everything else, Chizkiyo wasn't really around because he was in bed, which made things extremely complicated and extremely discouraging. So this is about as dark as it gets before the light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak. And the reason why he was deathly ill is not going to be that clear until we try to clarify. So it's going to take a few weeks. And let's begin the first Pasuk again. is obviously redundant. The Pashup Shat, if you look at Rashi, Bayamim Ahem, Rashi says in Aleph, Shloshayam Lufneim Apalasa Shosam Cherev. So this runs right into Pesach. Chalachiskia, Viam Shlishi, Geshala Beis Hashem, Yam Apalasa Shosam Cherev, Yantav Shopesachaya, Kimes Atta, Bailamazev, Lazichia, the Elamabam, Mishom, Deloy, Nospa Isha, Kedisa, Bebrochus. That he is told he's Chay Misa and loses Elam Haba because he didn't get married. As we all know, not getting married is a bit not Misa, not and not Haba. So obviously, this needs explanation. Pashup Shad is emphasis. You're going to die and you're really not going to live. So double Lushan for emphasis. That uh, this sickness is uh, very real and Sav Lebesecha is right out last will and testament. There's no heir to the throne, obviously. 
somebody is in line to succession, but he didn't have a son. And as the Gemara in Brachas tells us, Cheskiel had pretty clearly Baruch HaKadosh that his son was going to be a Russia. His son will be Menashe, and indeed he will be a Russia. The silver lining here is that he will do tshuva. The damage he's going to do was so bad, questionable whether he was able to do tshuva for his own Averis and the Averis that he caused throughout Shevet Yehuda. And we're going to get to that not the next few weeks when we get to Menashe. You think it was complicated until now. So Menashe is a very complex individual, as all these kings were. Cheskio uh, is not that complex because he, so far, has been doing the right thing and will continue to do so despite a couple of mistakes. And he is surprised, no doubt, that this brings on such a heavy response, so to speak, and such a, an anish. He's surprised and he doesn't give up. Normally, if any Navi, let alone Yeshaya Navi, comes in and says something so definitive, and he tells you what to do, it's a tzav lebeisacha. It's not, nothing uh, hazy or unclear about this message. So most people, not all people except for Chizkiel, will throw in the towel, so to speak. And he is not only going to respond that he's not giving up, he's going to say it in a pretty sharp way which we will get to a mitzvah as well. So we have to understand what the Havamina is, more than a Havamina. There's a tzivoy to Yeshayo to bring this very harsh message and the response of Chizkiyo that he's not going to listen and he's going to daven harder and he's going to climb out of this. He says over the misery that he has from his Great, great, great grandfather, even if it's a sword and it's almost on your neck, you don't give up. And and a few more trillion, uh, we Americans will uh, say it is not over till it's over. That's why I said, uh, I can't, there aren't, there aren't as many numbers. I would use the word Google, but that's not very uh, religiously oriented either. But, uh, it's, um, it's made famous by a, a statement in a very uh, secular, uh, trivial way almost. At the end of the day, that's only sports. This is real life, Elam Haza, Elam Haba. But the expression is in essence the same, is that if you're serious about whatever you're serious about, you're not supposed to give it up. And the Navi didn't disagree. He will disagree over here because even Yeshaya Navi was given a a very, very clear nevuah, and his response to that response is going to be, no, 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 I, I got the nevuah, and this is it. And Chizkiyo HaMelech is going to say, no, I have a Messiah that there is no such thing, which is inspiring, especially the fact that within three days he's going to recover. So there are a lot of very uh, dramatic ups and downs in this uh, short little narrative and it's here in Navi, obviously, not as a story. It's here to teach us a lot about Bitochen and Amuna and about not giving up and about uh, when to accept something and when not to accept something. And it's not really a per se, a Chizkiyo, a Melech, and Yeshaya, a Navi. 
It's about Yeshaya Navi doing his job. He was told by Kodesh Baruch to bring the message, and Cheskel Malach is doing his job as Malach Yisrael and as an individual, uh, carrying out the Messiah that he has been taught that that's not always true, and if it's true, then you have to have to deal with it as well. He didn't smile and say, sorry, I'm not listening, and go about his uh, merry way. He's going to turn to the wall because he can't even get up. He can't even lift his head. And daven a tefillah like he never davened before, and like almost, I guess nobody, I can't say nobody, David Amal probably davened to tefillah many times. You look at the Hillam, and he had these close calls many times in his life, which is where Cheskel Melech learns this from. So that's uh, by way of introduction. Rashi does say, Again, that's the first thing we're going to focus on. What exactly was the Avera and what is the Einish fit? Again, clearly, there's no Einish for a bit of Certainly not Misa, not by and certainly not under normal circumstances, uh, what was Chizkiyo Amelech thinking? He's not going to get married because the Ruch HaKadosh told him that the child is going to be a Rosh Musha and he's not interested in bringing Rosham into the world. And certainly not interested in having a hand in the Averis and collateral damage that's going to do the Klai Yisrael. So L'chaira, he did the right thing. So the answer, the simple answer is Leba Shamayimhi, which the Gemara says, Yeshayahu's answer to Cheskiyo HaMelech was, you're wrong even though you might be right on the facts because you can't delve or mix into the secrets in Shemayim. And similar to Laba Shemayim, he, even if you hear a psak, a definitive psak in Shemayim, you're not allowed to follow it. Certainly if you have this Ruach HaKadosh that is premonition, that was real. We know it was real because it happened. And it will happen. It's none of your business. And now you might be wondering, so why did he get Baruch HaKadosh that this would happen if the information was kemat useless? Well, first thing is not useless. You could put a special emphasis on getting extra tutoring and extra musr starm for your son if you know he uh, is at risk for certain things. And no doubt, Chizkiyahu HaMelech did all that. He probably had the best in Rabbeim and Tudors anyway. It's still not going to work? Well, I always like to point out the silver lining. It sort of worked, because even though he had such an atiyah toward this, everybody has Bechira, Menashe, Bechira also. Um, we're going to, again, when we discuss Menashe, we'll, we'll go into that. But he did chew at the end of his life, because he did remember what he was taught. So it wasn't all bad till the very end. And that was due to his efforts. What? So Ben Sarmer is alive now. He's 13. And he's actually acting out and doing all the things that are not begedah l'ba shamayim he or ruach ha-kedesh or secrets me'achari ha-pargid. The facts are in front of us. And it's exeris ha-kasuv that when you see this, that, and the other thing as signs, then yom l'sak avayim ha-shayim. Everybody always quotes whenever you mention Ben Sarmer. They say, yeah, that's the parashat l'ahayim v'lasadliyus. We happen not to pass like that. The Ramah Paskins, it can happen. It could be historically, it never happened. We have no clue. But one of my says he sat in his kever. I don't know what that means. But the Ramah Paskins, it could happen. It's based on the sheet of Rabbi Yehuda that the parents have to have the same voice and the same call and the same height and the same, which means somebody's a Swiss or an islandist and they couldn't have kids. So 
So then, we have the Pascha not so, and they, uh, they don't need those conditions, and the parents could have a child. Because the guy has a custom, he has to be alive. Here, he had a Ruach HaKadosh, but he didn't even get married, let alone have a child. So a few steps are moved, okay. So he, no doubt, if you have, if you ask Chizkiyo Amalek, he would say, uh, I have Ruach HaKadosh, and there is such a notion called Ben Sarimer. So I'm not going to disagree with you. Is Havamina is very good, and we're going to struggle to figure out why it's only a Havamina. There's a lot of interesting rate on this in Achreinim. On this Gemara, it's Gemara and Brochus. So if it's a Gemara, you're going to have a lot of discussion in Rishainim and certainly in Achreinim. We will see some of it. And this Havamina is very good. Yes? Um, is this also a problem with the fact that a person has the Yes, yes. That's what I say. Menashe clearly had Bechira, clearly didn't do that well, certainly in the first half of his life. Uh, the Ruach HaKadosh was given, it's hard to know, but if the facts are that Menashe will indeed struggle with this and often lose the struggle, and Chizkiel Amel certainly wasn't imagining things, and his Ruach HaKadosh was correct, his intuition was correct, Lamaisa Kasha means you can't interfere and you can use the ideas you have to troubleshoot and to try to anticipate and work harder as you have to do with the Ben Samer. Joshua means that you have to work harder to make sure that this uh, Natiya, this predilection, doesn't get used in the wrong way. He certainly had Bechira and the fact that it almost became a self-fulfilling prophecy it was not because Menashe heard that his father didn't get married for a long time because he was afraid of having him and therefore he had license to go off the dare. I'm sure if you'd asked Menashe, maybe he used that at the beginning, but that's not, that's not true. Just the Ruach HaKadosh was correct and Menashe still had Bechira. Violet Dover is, uh, when he was in big trouble, he figured out how to do the right thing. So he had Bechira, just that uh, his Bechira, as Abdesler is famous for saying, that the Kudus of Bechira is always in one spot and it's moving up or moving down. Shouldn't be static. Um, his Bechira might have been down here to do the right thing, and he wouldn't have been one of the greatest Sadiqim in the Malachi Beis Yehuda, but he didn't have to be the biggest Rasha either, or among the biggest Rashaim. And his job was to move his Bechira, the Kudus of Bechira, slowly upwards. And he didn't do that for a long time. Uh, he'll do better at the end, but the question is, Machaikas Tanaim, did he get back his Elam Haba? When she told, he still lost his Alam Haba, Menashe. And the other man says, no, we did enough tshuva to get it back. But that's uh, getting ahead of ourselves. But it's an important question which we'll try to deal with. Let's go to the first marmakam, which you had on the table. We have a copy of Shirem from Rabbi Yeshev. Don't have a copy, there should be one right in front there. Very, very fascinating in the almost lamdash uh, over here. Again, what the Havmina, what the Maskana. You see on page one at the bottom, the, first, the second column of the bottom paragraph. Kazu. <coughs> So the Gemara says that after Yeshayahu told him the Nevoah, he said very 
very strong Lashinus. He told him, you can leave now, <coughs> which is not normally the way you answer the Navi Adar unless you're Chizkiyo and you have to say it strong enough, strongly enough that you are trying not only to give him a message, trying to give yourself a message that uh, there has to be pushback, not Chasasham against the Dvar Hashem, but you have to put yourself together and understand that Kosh uh, Baruch is sending this message in order that you should have an Isayan, and the Isayan is whether or not you're going to try Afal Pikain, which is a difficult Isayan, because we have a hard enough time when we think Kosh Baruch is telling us something to push back, and we're not even sure 100% what Kosh Baruch Hu was saying, because we're not Navim. Here the Navi comes and tells Chizkiyahu Melech exactly Rachel Bidcha Katana. Can't get more clear. You're not going to live, you're going to die, make a Tzavah. And in order to try to pick yourself up from that, he feels he has to say a very strong lotion. If you're finished with an Avua, please leave because I have Avedis Hashem to do. And quotes the first part Mishum Shiyada Chiskiyo, Da Filu Cherev Chadam Menachas, Al Savara Shel, Al Savara Al Yisyash Menarachamim. Even if the sword is almost by the neck, you can't give up. Doesn't mean that the Psak in Shemaim is going to change, but you have to try. And it's possible sometimes to change the Gzar Din with Tfila. That doesn't mean that it's always changeable or modified. Yes? Right. So, is Tzavah's Beisecha, did, did Chizkiyah do the Tzavah's Beisecha? No. Or it's a violation, yeah, it's not a violation of Dvar Novi? Mm-hmm. Die, I don't have to die. Uh, <laughs> but Tzavah's Beisecha, no, it doesn't. Go do something. Yeah. I'm not doing it. That's a good question. I don't have a Raya, necessarily, a clear Raya that he didn't do the Tzavah's Beisecha. Libi Emerly from the Mepharsham and from the Gemara. He felt that if he had any chance of success, he had very little time, which he did, very little strength, and he couldn't even get up. He couldn't even sit up and daven. He turned to the wall and barely was able to turn over. And he felt, as a person, if you can imagine, the sword is an inch away from the neck. So you don't have too many choices on what you could start doing now because of very little time. I think he understood Sav the Beisecha was number one for emphasis, that this is very real and very imminent. Number two, there's also a problem here. He's the king. He's a Melech Yisrael. In this case, Melech Yehuda, the king of Klai Yisrael, what was left. And there's a succession issue here, a very serious one, and often when it's unclear, it gets very messy. So I think of all the things the Yishayah Navi picked, Sabbath Beisecha is not just, okay, where the stock options going. It's a question of uh, who's going to be next king, and he has no children. So it's, the reason Yeshayel said it is because it's certainly going to be part of the Nevoah because it's not only an individual personal issue, this is an issue for Klai Yisrael. And by ignoring, quote-unquote, he's not ignoring it at all, but by temporarily ignoring the message, the message wasn't Davin, one last capital from your great-grandfather. And then if it doesn't work, Tzavis Beisecha. So basically he's ignoring the Nevoah for now, rightfully so, because he feels that he has to still try to change the Gzardin. 
So then he's also ignoring the Tzav the Beisecha. What? I think they're linked. Although the problem is, if his tefillah doesn't work, and there's a good chance there are many, many, many people who davened 20, 30, 40 feet away from the guest chambers. Matter of fact, I assume anybody from did. Some escaped, some survived, not, not many. That's not a steward to this. The message is, you're not allowed to give up. You can also make contingency plans. Saying Shema Yisrael, while you're saying the word Shema Yisrael, you're also not davening, please get me out of here. So why are you saying Shema Yisrael? What happened to Afilu Cherev a very drastic, extreme example, but I'm using it, uh, So there is a point where after you daven, even though Kashbacha could do this, and there are cases of people who walked out, very few, but cases. But you're allowed to also, Leolainu, uh, should be in the matzah, you're, you're allowed to say at the last moment, Shema Yisrael, because we have a Masera that, uh, it's not a Chiyah, but a Yid uh, says that before he leaves this world. So is that a stira too? Well, why are you giving up? I don't think it's a stira. But that's after, like a minute before, was also Cherev Chadum and Achasas Avarecha. So it's not necessarily a stira. So would Chizkiyo Amalek have said Shema Yisrael if this tefillah didn't work and he was talking dying? Yeah. But that's not a stira. And he probably would have said right before Shema Yisrael some sort of tzavav, who's supposed to be the next king. But right now he feels he has some work to do. And Ravi didn't say it's imminent within the next minute and a half. So he has a right to, I think, put it aside for the moment. That's what I think is going on over here. And it's going to be difficult, but he's going to do it. Yuchol, again, top line. Yuchol betfilas l'kora exardin. Amnam zeo dafka kosman shalomasa kashbarach amaluchol acher. Now here we have the lumdus within the nister. This is Kabbalah and Yanim talking about exardin and nevuah and tefila. But it's, it's Kabbalah, but it's also, in this case, a very practical. Chizkiel knew there's a rule by Nevoa that you could still dive in your way out and try to change the Gzardin as long as the Nevoa wasn't set over Lataiva for somebody else, which means it's only a Nevoa Lara right now. So Nevoa Lara is you're going to die, you're not going to live. That's pretty Lara. Nope. Nevuah Lara can be changed if a person does enough tshuva and changes their ways. The second part of the sentence, this is what Rabbi Yoshev Tainas, I thought was a fascinating idea, was that Chizkiyo was very nervous that the Navi was about to say, you're going to die, you're not going to survive, and the Malucha will go over to X, whoever that is. We'll never know. Because... Chizkiyo will survive, he'll get married, and have a child, his name is Menashe, and he'll be the next king. So whoever that ex would have been, once you say in Avu'a that you're going to die, and the next king is going to be ex, so that's an Avu'a on that person, that you can't change. So Yeshayo is the middle of an and this explains why he says such a harsh lotion, you don't normally talk to another like that. Kalei Nevo'ascha say, finish your Nevo'a, meaning finish what you're saying, meaning sort of don't finish what you're saying, but finish uh, what you're saying to me and leave quickly. Yeah, right, right. That's correct, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but it wasn't really, end normally means end what you're supposed to say. According to Rabbi Yashiv, he didn't really want him to end it. He wanted him to, to curtail it, if we'll uh, use a more accurate lotion. And he says, finish with say. Say is that's not, 
The Navi Adar visits the king for a uh, and for a message. You don't normally say, okay, you can leave now. That's a very unusual thing to say. So Abiyashev is explaining he said it and he wanted him to leave very quickly and stop saying the Navuah because once he says the Navuah somebody else, he can't change it even though the part for him is the Navuah Lara, which is a fascinating concept as he spells out. Remember the discussion there between David Melch and Akash Baruch Hu about when he's going to die. He wanted to know when. He said, No, you can't know when you're going to die. And uh, he said, Well, it's going to be on a Shabbos. And David Melch started learning all Shabbos. And that's a great way, by the way, if you ever want to stay uh, as long as you can, as you're learning, the Malchamovas can't, uh, can't get anybody. Of course, the Malchamovas had the same problem. Then he started shaking the trees and making an earthquake, and David Malch tripped, and that was, that was it. Lamaisa, in that discussion, Akash Baruch Hu told David Malch, David Malch wanted a little more time for more Torah mitzvahs, and Akash Baruch Hu said, I can't do that because... Malchus can't touch another Malchus, and it's whatever time it is, it's time for your son to become king, and that is the gather of a Nevoa to your son, and you can't continue and go into his Malchus. You might spell out who the next king is going to be. He told him to leave. Okay, so far, very interesting. The problem was not that he can't dive on his way out. The problem is the Nevoah, if it gets too specific, it's going to be an issue because you're taking away what somebody else is supposed to get. Yes? Okay, so so that's an important question. Does that make a difference? So we're going to get to that soon. Yeah, is going to bring that up. Yes. And also, is it is it a problem of like he's being uh, published as? He's going to bring that up as well. Yeah, we're going to get to that shortly. Yes. Uh, you can have a rasha in din. It's unusual. Matter of fact, I don't know of any examples to have a rasha in nevuah. Seems to be so there's certain the certain rules and regulations in nevuah how it goes. Nevuah the type is never rescinded. That was in din. He paskin you could do shchute chutz in order to get klaisel duchuvas. The people he was aiming at to get the message were in their sarsashvatim and they weren't near Yushalayim. So he couldn't invite them to Yushalayim to bring a carbon. So you have to bring the carbon there. Over here, the rule that the Nevuah of Teva can't be rescinded is actually crucial because the Ramam uses this to teach us and that's why we can never be fooled by a Navi Sheker even though throughout history many people have been fooled. But as they say, you can fool some of the people some of the time. The reason we're still sitting here is because you can't fool all the people all the time because we know the Ramam. The Ramam is based on this Gemara. Uh, if you have people showing up who claim that they're changing the religion and God told them this, that, and the other thing. And even if they uh, do whatever looks like uh, with their kishuf or whatever, that we don't follow them. 
Even if they were once a Navi, now they're off the derech, we don't follow them. And Elio, a Navi, by the way, was able to do the Rasha because he was an accredited Navi, so to speak. And it was Harasha and Din. But if he says in Avua Lataiva, to prove himself in the first place, how do you become an accredited Navi? So you have to have an Avua Lataiva three times, and it has to be on the mark exactly. The example we once discussed this in this Navi share. Uh, it's hard to figure out a Nuvula Teva because whatever is good for one person, somebody else is making money on the short side. So you can't even say the market's going up because all the people selling short are going to lose money. So I, I, it's hard to come up with an example. The best example I had was tomorrow it's going to be 70 degrees and sunny. And some of you were asking, that's not good for the ski resorts. Okay, I can't make... A, <laughs> there's always somebody making money somewhere else. Uh, it's hard. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's hard to find something that's absolutely good news and it's not bad for anybody, but I think the ski resorts in July and August are not really looking forward to too much business. So, and a person who's going to be in a bad mood when it's 70 degrees and sunny, I can't help him at all. Umbrella sales. What? Umbrella sales. The umbrella sales, okay. <laughs> so I'm saying it's hard to, in today's economics, in today's global village, it's very hard to come up with an example of this. The Ramah said, the whole Nevuah, the Melch Mashiach is going to, well, he doesn't, actually doesn't have to do tricks. According to the Ramah, the Shittasa, he doesn't have to do anything fancy, and doesn't have to, he just has to do the job. So we don't, we don't have that problem. But for a Navi to prove himself, it's got to be something inherently good, and then he can't say, sorry, uh, the reason I was wrong is you did tshuva. Because in Avul Arai, you can always say that, so you can't prove anything. So the Avul Taifa can't be rescinded. That's probably why the Melech HaMashiach doesn't have to be, he probably will be a Navi, and he will, might do Mosim, it's going to be incredible. But the Ramah says clearly, he just has to walk in, he has to have Yichus and Machbez David, he has to be a leader, he has to cause people to do tshuva, and he has to fight the Muhammad Hashem, and he has to win, and then build the base of Middash. You don't have to do anything fancy, I mean, it's all very fancy, but you don't have to do anything to prove that. Which is why you can't come and fool people that you're the Mashiach if you don't finish a job, by definition, you're not the Mashiach. So, this rule is pretty important. To become an accredited Navi, you have to be able to have an Avula Teva that can't be rescinded. You can't hide behind the fact that, well, it would have come true and I'm not really uh, a liar, but he did tshuva, what do you want me to do? That's why this rule exists. So, that's why Rabbi Yeshua says, Chizkiyot uh, told Yeshua Melech to leave quickly because he didn't want to hear the next part. Bazem Avarim! This should sound familiar. Next paragraph. Zemavar Sham is Parshas Elder Ramedad. Shahayum is Navim Amachana, if you recall from last week's Parsha. Elder Ramedad were giving Navuas, and they were giving over that Moshe Rabbeinu was going to die, and Yeshua is going to bring Kla Yisrael into Eretz Yisrael. Amar Yeshua Lameshe Klaim, and Yeshua Ben Nun, Moshe's Tom, was getting all upset. He said, throw them in jail. We discussed this past Leil Shabbos. Jail is not used anywhere in Chumash as an Einish. It's used as a temporary holding tank so the guy shouldn't get away or to silence them and teach them a lesson, but not as an Einish, just that if they want to get out of jail, they have to promise not to say over things like that again. So Moshe Rabbeinu said, Heisham, Heisham, Akana Atali, Miyitain, Halavai, Ol Kaisol, Shabin Avim. Why did Yeshua Ben Nun want to put them in jail? Why was he trying to silence them? Because they were saying over that Yeshua is going to bring Klai Yisrael and so Moshe Ben is going to die. Why would Moshe Ben say the Halavai should be giving the voice like this? 
Even though the Pasuk says, Me'itin is kol ama Hashem neviim, they should be neviim. But the Gemara assumes that means Me'itin, how Levi should say such wonderful prophecies. And if Moshe Rabbeinu heard what they said, he wouldn't say it like that. If he, said, if he knew that they said Moshe Rabbeinu meis, Me'ina chavin he was okay with the message, he certainly wouldn't have been. Matarit Gemara la simu kamei. says, no, Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't told that part. Obviously, why would Yeshua be known? He just said, throw them in jail. He didn't explain because they're saying you're going to die. He didn't want to say that. So Moshe Rabbeinu didn't know exactly what they said. So, So, what does it mean? The Gemara says they didn't finish the Nevuah. The first part of the sentence of the Nevuah of Elder Medud is Moshe Meis, Yeshua Machis and Lourdes. Lassima Kame means they didn't finish it. What do you mean they didn't finish it? The first part is already the bad news. So what's Pashat in the Gemara? If he didn't tell them that they said anything, why would you put him in jail? So Abiyashav quotes, It's a fascinating shot. He said, no, no, he heard the first part, So why did he say, All the soul should be saying over such... Uh, Prophecies, why was he okay with this? The answer is he wasn't that nervous about it, so to speak, because Moshe Meis, Moshe Rabbeinu, is in this predicament, he's going to daven. And if you daven, you could change the Gzeira. Certainly Moshe Rabbeinu is tefillim. The second part, which they didn't tell him, is Yeshua Machnes. That's an Avul Ataiva and Yeshua Benun. That part they didn't say, because had they said that part, Moshe Rabbeinu would have been very upset, because that already is locked in once he said, Yeshua Machnisim. If he didn't say over who the person was, bring them in, says, not a nevulotover for him. As Moshe Rabbeinu tried to do many, many, many times. It didn't work because Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't go in for various reasons, but he was certainly going to make the attempt, and he did make the attempt. Aval ilu, top line, ilu yamashlim an advarim lefnei meshesh kvar nikva b'nevuah es shem hamachas eitz Yisrael. It already was, so to speak, set in stone. It was set over that Yeshua b'nuns bring them in. Az b'vaday lahavin yichal ha'mesha, and he wouldn't have said halavai, everybody else should say over such wonderful nevuahs. Yes? Well, that's, that's what uh, he was asking before. Is, um, the Shaila is, well, he's going to deal with that right now. That, that was the Shaila he's going to deal with. Exactly when is it set in stone? When the Navi says it over, or he hears it, when he says it over to other people, when it's said over to the Baldover, like when, when is it set? Hine, that's what he's going to ask right now. Hine, Masha Mavar, Gabi Elder, the Meda, the Kimish Lassima Kame, Savish Yuchal of Atlak, Zayim of He says, That we understand. Why do we understand it? No, but they were in the Machina saying this over. So why is Rabbi Yashuv fine with that? We'll get back to that in a moment. Chizkiyo was scared that he should finish the sentence and say who's going to be the next king. So he told him, quickly leave. If Yeshayah already received the Nevoah of the next king, it was already told to him by Kosh Baruch. That was your question before. So what does it make if he told it to Chizkiyah? So 
It must be that this child is assuming that until you say it over to the intended recipient of the Nevoah, that's not considered saying it over. You're asking, but Elder Nameda said it over already. So, the answer might be he doesn't uh, address it. The answer might be it's unclear whether Elder Nameda received a Nevoah that was supposed to be said over. It sounds almost like an absukim that they all of a sudden had some spark of Ruach HaKodesh and they were just talking. And they weren't even talking to anybody in particular. So it sounds like. Who? To what? They were standing in a soapbox? They weren't standing in a soapbox. And some of them weren't standing. Because they weren't trying to... They were so humble. That's why they didn't show up to get their job as a Zakan in the first place. They certainly weren't interested in pushing an agenda or getting a position as a new Navi in the generation. So it sounds like they got a gift, which is a Pashat Pesukim. They were given this Nevuah slash Ruach HaKadosh, and it started coming out of their mouth. So that already is not a Nevuah they officially received to give over. So that's not set in stone until somebody actually says it over. And nobody said there were people who heard it, which is why Yeshua Benun apparently with a lot of people, why he would have been standing there, I don't know. So then somebody told it over to Yeshua. So is that considered telling it over? Only if you tell it over to the Baldover. It sounds like that's what he's assuming. And that part they didn't tell over to Moshe Rabbeinu. A, they didn't want to solidify it. And B, they certainly, nobody wanted to tell it over to Rabbi Shal Yisrael. So that, Rabbi Yesha seems to be assuming, is not set in stone. The problem is that if Yeshayahu got officially the Nevoah the night before, the hour before, why isn't that considered an official Nevoah that's documented? The next paragraph, What right does he have not to say it over? A Novi has to say over the Nevoah he got. And if he doesn't, it's an Isser, it's an Isser, tell him not to say it over. He's asking him to be Kavish Nevoah. Masha'en came, now, one could say, I believe, the pshat is that maybe the nevuah was given over. If he doesn't do tshuva, you should tell over the next part also. But if you see that his reaction is, I have a Masaira, I feel of chel, chadu, don't give up hope, and that's his reaction, which is what HaKosh Baruch Hu wanted, then you don't have to say the next part. So Chizkiyot said, no, no, I'm not finished yet. I'm doing tshuva, I'm not giving up. Don't say the next part, even if you have a next part. And then that wouldn't be Kavish Tavuah. It wasn't sent over as a Nevuah to tell anybody. And Nevuah Balma, they just got a gift to Nevuah. So then that wouldn't be Kavish Tavuah at all. And that wouldn't be set in stone because they weren't told to say it over. Yes, right? Could we say that there was, there was no Nevuah that he was going to say so, It sounds like there was, according to this chart. That's what he did, but he didn't ask him. He told him to leave quickly. So he, he said it in a very strong way. Again, this is not the Gemara. This is all the Yasha's quote of the Sefer who's giving this pshat in, in the Gemara and Elder Amedah. It's a fascinating pshat. Pasha pshat and say means he had to say it forcefully because Yeshayo just told him a very real and uh, difficult Navua, and if he wouldn't push back for himself, he felt he would give in to Yish. If? If you, if you throw it out, I don't know if it's probably not going to throw it out. Yeah, there's a very... 
Yeah, part of the uh, very delicate balance between the two most powerful people in Klaizol, the Melech and the Navi Hadar. The backdrop of this Gemara is that they had a Shailah who should go to who, not because they were standing on cover. The Shailah, what the din is. Normally, uh, Melech has a, a private Navi who can also be the Navi Adar, sometimes yes, sometimes not, just to give him Musr. So then the Navi outranks the Melech, and sometimes uh, the Melech uh, can. Uh, so here he tells him as a Melech, he gives him an order to leave. He didn't have to leave if he really felt that there'd be a Kavish Nivoso issue and that he had to say it over Yeshayo uh, as an Aviadar and the Gadladar was very brave and he actually will be killed later on by Menashe. That's a whole story unto itself. He will be killed in the line of duty as, as an Avi. Uh, so he's not afraid of Chizkiyo, but he feels that he has to listen because he said over what he had to say over and he understands. Yeshayo also knew that the Sami Chuva just a Chiddush to him. Akadei Kachi, just you're going to die. What's what's to leave about? There's no, there's not a few Cherev Chada. This is already set in stone. Chizkiyo said, no, it isn't. And he was right. And Yeshayo accepted it and he left. But I think he said it very strongly because that was part of the Machlokes. Like, is this past the point where the sword is about to uh, go on the on the neck, or is there still a few minutes to uh, to discuss it? So that, that was a bit of a machay. It was a chiddush to Yeshayo when he was told to stop, but if the Melech said it, the Melech is chizgyo, not a Melech Rosh, he's a Melech Tzaddik, so he understood that he can leave. We have just, we'll go back to this Amit Hashem uh, next week. Let's just do a few minutes of Peliyetz. Uh, yes, but it doesn't, didn't say whether he would be alive. If he's not, it's hard to imagine how that would have worked. That's part of the... This is before the, the Yeshua actually came. Before the No, I think the Nevoah was, uh, was there. It's hard, it's hard to know. You can, once you have a Mukhtar you can put it anywhere. But I'm saying even if it was before, and as I mentioned to you, I think in different there was a prior Nevoah also. It didn't guarantee Chizkiel would be alive, although as complicated as it was in terms of the last-minute um, play-out of the Yeshua, where they, they wake, up, wake up, there's no army there, and there's no Melech, that would have been very complicated, but doable. If there's no army... Invading, so you don't have a melon, so you get a new melon. It's, it's possible. Take a look at the last paragraph on page Kuf Membez before Haftachah. Get one more paragraph to go in the issue of Hachana. Uh, next Shabbos, we will uh, just finish off the Tshuva and another Yehuda, but right now I want to finish off the instructions for preparation for a mitzvah, Lachain. Everybody see it? It's the second to last paragraph on the page, the last paragraph in the entry of Hav. Before you start any mitzvah, before you start any tefillah, before you start any bracha, think for a moment. Now, Nadi Behuda will uh, mention that the bracha is the achana for the mitzvah. But the bracha Hashem Hashem. And you have to understand what you're saying in a bracha. You can't just run into a bracha either. So it's not considered hachana on hachana. The bracha is a mitzvah b'fnei asma, certainly a brechza where it's a chiv to say the bracha to matter the food, even a brechza mitzvah. Matam yeshba tells you something about the mitzvah. There are all sorts of regulations and complicated rules in Rishonim on when the bracha takes form A versus form B, when is it al, when is it le. So the bracha has a lot to say, and the shem Hashem in there, twice. And you have to Stop for a, a few seconds to realize you're about to make a bracha. Matam yeshba ve'ech be'ezaifin tzarech la'asaysa. 
And the little thought behind the mitzvah, even if you've done it many times, it shouldn't become something by rote. You don't have to have deep kavanas al pi kabbalah. We don't necessarily know them. Have kavana, you're doing mitzvah sabari, but that takes a few seconds of preparation as well. Yasa achanav is iris ben asha Part of the achana, without knowing any of the panemias. It's good to know Sefer Achinuch and understand some of the Tamiya mitzvahs, but that doesn't regulate the mitzvah, and that's not ma'akev. But to do the mitzvah that you're doing a mitzvah Hashem and have a, a feeling of ava and yira and simcha is pretty integral to the mitzvah. The simcha shal mitzvah is a, a great component to the mitzvah. Kadas malasas, and of course the details on how to do it. And it shouldn't be done with Bahala. We have a lot to say on Behilus, uh, and not now, but Bechisar and Avedis Hashem is when a person, even if he gets in at the last minute and does it, if he does it with Bahala, often it's going to be done wrong or not 100% correctly. And it's certainly going to be done without this feeling, the mental preparation of the Simcha, which is uh, needed for the mitzvah, and the Yishav Adas is needed for the Simcha Shal Mitzvah. He's referring to the Bahala. We often go around with tremendous Bahala, especially nowadays, because we're constantly being interrupted with phone calls and texts and emails and all sorts of other things, and we can't concentrate because of that, and it's getting worse and worse. It's causing tremendous Bahala, which takes away from the, the year of the Ava and the Simcha of the Mitzvah. Which means to have the ability to focus, you've got to turn off figuratively and nowadays literally everything that's going on before you even have the extra minute or two to think about what you're about to do. You can't go in. It goes without saying, as we spoke about previously, these devices can't be on. They have to be shut off a minute or two before to be able to concentrate in the great event that's about to happen. It's not going to be as great as it could if you're not focused. Okay, it's a sham. We will continue tomorrow night.